hate watching. Uh, oh wait, wait. Welcome I, to Post Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. All right. John was hate watching. I was I was just just now hate watching. And and the thing is, I hate to I hate to say mm-hmm. that I was hate watching because there's some people in there that uh, in this particular show that I love mm-hmm. and have worked for and have been friends with or a friend with one person. And it was uh, Crackle's Dr. Ken show. Wait, uh, I thought Dr. Ken was on NBC or CBS. They Did Crackle pick it up? I mean, crack, it was on Crackle. Okay, okay. But it did not feel like an NBC oh, okay. network show. Oh, my God. Was it on? No, because I remember there I was remember a... I remember seeing maybe on There Netflix? was a Dr can show i just didn't know maybe crackle picked up the uh additional season well this is this is the pilot i i watched oh okay and i so i have to be forgiving i yeah. guess but anyway it seemed like a crackle show <laughs> you know it was like not like the the production value and everything okay it was it has good people in it it has okay. uh doc ken yeah who's been good in movies mm-hmm. um tisha campbell from uh martin oh, wow. and you know little shop of horrors fame um suzy nakamura who i've worked with okay. and been friends with who i like who's also in network shows yeah. all the time anyway dave foley you know uh but it's like y- you have a show that you know the writing is not of oh, okay. the cbs nbc ilk but you know it's just it's just it could like there's a good show in there like oh, okay I feel like condescending the guy with a podcast. Yeah. Guys, you have a good show. You have something that yeah. might go somewhere. They're like, we're on TV. They're yeah, like, we're we're, crackle, we have 30 but... seasons. Yeah. Um, so I guess Sony owns crack. So it's like all these like, oh, what is that network? It's like, oh, Sony, Paramount. Oh, whatever. You know, they can't be outdone by the independents. So of just, course. Because you have to buy them. Um, but it's like, you know, he plays a, you know, doctor. But he's a family man you know Susie's his uh wife you know he's got a son and a daughter the daughter's you know the smart teenage, one, the dumb one well the I teenager thought. who oh dad that no. kind of thing she's going to, this particular one he's trying to track her with a an app called daughter tracker you know i mean <laughs> that was the best you could come up with in the writers room well, well they <laughs> in it's one of those things where they make fun of the fact that it's like what's it called daughter tracker and it gets a can laugh because i think it's definitely can laugh yeah, yeah, yeah it's like bordering on the method and red laughter mm-hmm. you know which uh, <laughs> is <laughs> post laughter after no laughter we'll just add in can laughter right um to a single cam um oh, it was just the worst god that was just that was that was that was made it more painful um yeah, so he, you know, has problems with his daughter. His son wants to be a mime, and it's like, oh, God. Wow. It's like, whoa, for the talent competition. And you just, like, you know, it's like a guy and his family. I mean, th- this is a show that's been on for years. Yeah. You know, a family man, you know, his wife is basically like Claire Huxtable, can do no wrong, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, she's sort of not the doting wife, but, like, you know. The wife that takes care of the home, chastises him, but loves him. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Which, I mean, it's it's like a freeform yeah. type of show, it seems. Um, but it's it's funny how they use that idea of that type of sitcom has not changed. Hey, we got this actor. Okay, give him. They're going through the files. Uh, here you go. 
your family man, wife's this, and, you know, it's like the hat. Yeah. All right. Your wife loves you. Kid's sassy. Kid's weird. All right. You're dead. And literally, it was like that because then you have, like, Tisha Campbell because she's a nurse in the, the standing set of, you know, his hospital or whatever. Uh-huh. And she's, like, making cracks and being the black woman and doing that. And it's like, okay, I know what you're going to do. She's the one who introduces him to Daughter Tracker. And then uh-huh. you have the Latin girl. She's... Uh, the nerdy, smart one who comes in and just, you know, rains on everyone's parade, gives facts about yeah. everything. And then Dave Foley, which is disturbing. Like, he's been really good in this sort of role. He's like a... I don't uh, know the if administrator. He's an administrator. Yeah. But he comes in, throws a couple of racist things oh. for laughs, and then gives everybody vacation holidays for that. And then goes and leaves. And I'm like... Uh why you know he doesn't have to be that and it's like they're like the stereotypes and we need this and for this to work we need it and i don't know if this is like wherever it originated nbc or whatever because i can imagine nbc going hey we can have an asian american or cbs or whatever we can have an asian american um sitcom family sitcom dr ken's pretty popular you know so i can see it's starting there it's just that for the pilot it didn't seem like it's one of those pilots that you work on and you go oh this is probably not gonna go you know and then, it's, then the popularity of one of the actors goes up and all of a sudden you're like oh got picked up yeah. yeah you and i have both been on those pilots where you go this isn't going anywhere and you know 24 hours later deadline picked up you go oh wh- really? really i saw the test yeah <laughs> i can't like talk about the people in it because they're in there and in it they're doing everything that they could like Susie's doing everything that she can Tisha Campbell's trying to knock it out of the park but it's just not they're just like look we want weekly money so we are gonna give it that's everything we what it is and it's like you can tell it's like you know in the sets you know which every set has to be nice yeah I did a show uh years ago and it was about it's called Complete Savages. It was about a fire, oh yeah 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 it's about a firefighter uh, in uh, Massachusetts and his five teenage boys right and his brother came mm-hmm. over you know every now and then the house should be trashed I mean that's kind of what the right show is I mean it's called Complete Savages but you know the network saw the set initially and they were like well can you not make it so grungy and no. can it be a little nicer and you know he's sort of fighting with the EPs like guys this is like these guys are animals you yeah. know i mean there's one kid who's like uh, the nerdy kid who's the neat kid but everyone else is yeah. just you know they eat you know everywhere they wear the underwear same underwear every day that kind of thing that's what it's the show's about yeah and uh so they had to fight about the set because they didn't want the set to look too bad because right. they feel like viewers would be turned off yeah by the fact that you know the set was trash it's like you can you can bring that in season three yeah exactly <laughs> exactly we need a nice set oh, okay i can watch it's the show tv dirty yeah exactly there's, there's that the coats over the couch that's always that was always the dirty it's like this place is a mess and they pick up the five articles of clothing on yeah. the back of the couch and like that's what a oh, tv mess you know yeah clean up this room you know when you're young and you you see that and you go well, my room's ten times worse. Yeah. What, what is he worried about? Maybe man? I'm a terrible yeah. kid. <laughs> exactly. But this this set was. I mean, it's nice, mm-hmm. but it was like 
and I wouldn't excuse this for whatever budget it may have yeah. may have had, but like the lighting was kind of dark and oh, and when I say it was dark, it was like the the set wasn't lit like a like a comedy. You, you know? think they were trying as a single camera and then went multi? I mean, obviously you you, you don't build sets, but like no no no, we're gonna kind of film it like this and then that they hired the DP. It's like, well, this is how I'm going to light it. And they're like, uh, it's multicam now. Well, I mean, it could, it could have been that way, but I think that, I mean, if it start, if it started out as NBC, CBS, mm-hmm. then, uh, we should probably look it up. It, <laughs> if, if it, if it did, then I can see that scenario, mm-hmm. but you know, multicams are cheaper. You know, the shows that yeah. the converts that I've been on where it started out, as a um, single camera, they go, yeah, can we see a budget for multicam? That just means that it's too expensive. We're, we're not shooting film anymore, guys. I was on one pilot when that happened, when that was the first time I heard. It's like, I think it was whoever the line producer was, ugh, I'm going to have to turn in a, a multi-budget. And it's like, oh, this thing's not going. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I did this show called Teachers. Okay. Um, that was, yeah, it was single cam. Single cam, 16, I guess, God, it was. I just realized how incestuous like this business can be wow 16 that's what scrub shot on and that's what matt tarsus oh yeah yeah he worked on it so he wanted to sort of uh follow that model and so like he has he had this pilot and it became a you know we got six episodes i think okay. called teachers and um it was a single cam mm-hmm. you know i think the yeah the pilot was shot at single cam and everything um but they were like, oh, I don't know, this is kind of expensive. Can we turn it into a multicam? And it's, it's like his dream to run a show. And finally yeah. he got his first thing. And he's like, what are you going to say? You're like, would that keep this thing going? So he turned it to a multicam. So then it became a multicam. It chainsaw the sets in half. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now you're... Uh... So um, that's easy because, you know, it's a cheaper thing. Yeah. And so this is... It, it reminded me of... When I say watching, I don't mean like I actually watched the show. Like I saw like maybe a couple minutes of it. It's mm-hmm. like a... I don't know what it was called. But was that Joey Lawrence? Whoa. She, yeah, exactly. Uh, Thank you. Uh... It, it Melissa was, and Joey. That, so. it, it was like on it was ABC a, yeah, yeah, Family, which is now yeah. Freeform. <clears throat> right, exactly. So it was that. It was like the sets are like nice, mm. nice enough, but it's like not not lit like Will and Grace or something. Yeah. You know, it's just. And I don't know if you can't turn the lights up. I don't know what <laughs> what what that's about, but something or if it's to hide the fact that we we're not gonna build out a whole like detailed set mm. but it, i mean it looks fine but these are the things that i often see in shows that are you know of something like on a up like if a U, upn um what what even yeah. is that um cw okay. like if the cw had it, it it'd be the same type of thing and it's like okay and i know it's a cost thing to light it a certain way i just i don't know i, I feel like all you have to do is light it well once yeah. and then you come in that week kunk. Yeah. I, Lights are on. I just don't understand. The thing is, I've never understood. I'm going off a little bit. But I never understood, you know, oh, it's low budget. Oh, it looks low budget. Like, if I didn't work in this industry or if I didn't have any um, interest in doing, you know, work in the entertainment industry, I'd go along with that. Yeah. But low budget, I've seen some amazing things that look, quote, unquote, high budget that have cost yeah. nothing. You know, and it's all it's all comes down to talent. Yeah, you know, and I think with this show, for me, it was the talent wasn't quite there, and it wasn't in front of the camera; it was writing. Yeah, 
and it was uh you know I, the canned laughter and stuff it, it's one of those cringing kind of shows where you'll go oh. yeah like if you watch it you go oh really like yeah. no like you feel bad like you feel like punch up the jokes a little yeah. bit you know i i personally i was watching uh this day i watched i was like oh let's see what will and grace I was watching it because i know back in the day when it was on i was like the dialogue is snappier than most shows. right they they were getting their joke per minute yeah it quota. was it was like boom 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 and it was like not following any sort of convention where you go okay this is a safe yeah family show you know the performers were great the writing was great and i think it's still there but just to watch that and just in contrast to watch this it was just kind of like you know and granted will and grace the you already had the history with will yeah. and grace too yeah you have the history, but you also you also have the oh, this is a classic sitcom. Yeah. You know, the way you do a cold open, and then you go into the you know you got the A story and the B story, and it's no. it follows all these conventions of uh, sitcoms, mm-hmm. and some of the stuff is like, well, it's sitcommy. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, well, you got this situation that will never yeah. happen, but then, like you say, you got the history, you got the characters that you want to follow in that. This one, it was like you have tropes. You have, you know, the the embattled dad who, you know, can't win with the wife, can't win with the kids, can't win at work, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And he's always just like, eh. he's got that face all the time, like, I can't win. But he still loves camera. everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and so it's it's one of those shows where you're like, well, I think it could be something. Like, yeah. I thought George George Lopez show was really was really good. Which one? The one on TV Land? The uh, the one oh, on oh, ABC. The, the sitcom one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one was the writing, the performers. I mean, everything was really yeah. good. It's funny because I was I had a friend who was a VP over at Fox who mm-hmm. had agreed to read a pilot of mine, mm-hmm. and uh, so we were talking about TV. He was talking about I had never seen it. He was talking about oh, I think George Lopez is funny, and I was like, really. I was like, like that show, like that show. I was like, hmm. No, because I had never seen it, and he and he was like spouting off shows. Talked about Kirby enthusiasm. He said, "Oh, I love it. I love it." I was like, "Okay, so his taste started." Yeah. And then I watched it. I'm like, "Oh wow!" I didn't like. I didn't know. Like, if he hadn't said that, I may not have even have gone to watch it. Yeah. You know. Um. But it was again about a father. Can't win. He's got the work. It's him at home, him at the workplace. The daughter is like, oh, dad, you know, the son, the wisecracking son. He's got his mom, which is sort of a character you kind of don't see. Mom is around. She's wisecracking. She may steal things. She may do yeah. whatever. But she's like very, very this unconventional, not nurturing at all mother. Mm-hmm. Um and he's sort of, you know, can't win there. Um, and they sort of trade barbs. And but it, the wife doesn't get along with the, the wife, mom. Yeah, ex- the wife doesn't get along with the mom. She's pretty, and she's, you know, you know, she's doing her thing too. But it, it all, it all worked. Yeah, like this one, uh, it just. And I can guarantee that the budget on the George Lopez and Doctor Ken were the same because they were both multicam. Yeah, I, I mean, first ones like George Lopez later, obviously, right. probably got a little more money, but. If, and may- honestly, because I looked it up, actually, uh, Dr. Ken ran 44 episodes on ABC. No way. Yeah. So George Lopez, whatever network it was on, which I 
don't remember. Was it NBC or ABC or Fox? It was ABC. In theory, their budget's exactly the same. I mean, the thing is, for you to say 44 episodes on uh, NBC? ABC. ABC. I, I get ABC putting that on, but it's like, now I'm like pissed at ABC for not like giving them more love. You know, I could see like if it were Crackle, the network, or an original. Right. And I watched Dr. Ken because I was like, what can I watch that I can't like, I could stand? And right. like, I'm like, but like Dr. Ken. And yeah. I saw that Susie was in it. And I was like, oh, okay. At least it won't be like, it'll be like a mild hate watch. Yeah. Because I, I like these people. It seemed like it got the crackle treatment like right away. It's like it was a pitch for crackle, <laughs> and somehow Dr. Ken got it, and or you know Ken got the the script, and all of a sudden ABC went, oh, we'll we'll take it. Yeah, you know, it, it, totally. It was like well, we know it's going to crackle. It's like, oh okay. So <laughs> they say it as the people, yeah. like the creators, and they're it was going to crackle. Yeah, exactly. Would you guys just say <laughs> exactly? <laughs> give, them, give them three hundred grand and see what they can do with it. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I don't know what because the. Okay, now I'm like the writing. It's like the writing. Like all the writers, the good writers, obviously, as you know, staffing season starts uh, before pilot season right. is over. And, you know, they want to get all the, the good writers. So they start hiring writers before any pilots are announced. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. It's just the writing wasn't good. Maybe, I mean, maybe in season, I mean, there's, maybe episode two is really good. It, I don't know. Yeah, pilots are always the worst. But I mean, it could have been one of those things. Maybe they had good writers, but it was very studio influenced. And they were just like, maybe they were less experienced yeah. on the show. And they just took the notes for what they were. And pilots ended up being, end up more committee than anything else. Yeah, maybe, maybe I should watch episode, episode two to see right. if that... Because then they can hire writers, right. like some heavyweights to come in. Because we've ran 44 episodes. That's yeah. a couple seasons. Yeah. And I'm looking at some of the names on Dr. Ken. Warren Hutcherson. Oh. Tim, Tim Doyle. Dr. Ken wrote on some of them. Some of these I know names that have to. Paul Kaplan. Daniel Lieberman. Eric Summers. These are all names I've seen. So yeah. <clears throat> there's enough in there where it's like, okay, I've seen enough of these names. Well, Warren and um, what's the second? Tim Doyle. Tim Doyle. Yeah, I mean, okay. Tim like Doyle's I, a showrunner I and didn't writer. See, so. I didn't see these names on the pilot. Oh, so yeah. that's probably why. I Although I did see a lot of producers on the pilot, which is weird. It's funny. Like, I can't tell you how many times, like, I was like, I'll give a show a try, like you, um, and see, you know, a new show. And even multicams, because we both grew up with multicams. Yeah. So it's like you kind of want to watch it. But the minute it's, you know, schlubby dude, hot wife, I'm like, all right, I'll kind of forget. Once sassy mom or grandma comes in. I'm out. You've seen this before. It's almost like they literally grabbed a script and went, oh, hey, let's grab this. Like Dr. Ken went, all right, let's grab the Cosby show. Scratch yeah. out uh, Dr. Huxtable. Yeah, totally. And, and <sighs> you're just like, all right, he'll have two kids, not this many kids. Yeah. All right. The mom lives there, doesn't visit. Okay. You know, they just sort of deconstruct what's already there and probably even kept some of the same jokes. You're like, hey, didn't didn't Rudy do a, uh, you know, what is it? A talent show thing? Yeah. Yeah, go watch that <clears throat> episode. You know, you have some. No, it's a, the post guy. Definitely. Hey, get us episode twenty. Oh man, you know. Yeah, this is. I mean, here's the thing. His daughter's name. You see this joke coming a mile mm-hmm. away. Daughter's name is Molly. He goes to a party. Daughter tracker. Try to find his daughter, and then he goes around to uh, people like, "Have you? I'm looking for Molly." Uh-huh. You know. And of course, it's an undercover cop, and he goes, uh, "You 
trying to buy, you know, controlled substances and this and that. And I go, oh, really? Hmm. Then he ends up in jail, you know, and then the daughter and the family come to the jail to get. And it's just like the jail episode. It's, yeah. it's amazing that that's that's a thing. Yeah, I, every you think back every sitcom you watch, there's been someone went to jail yes. for a misunderstanding. Yeah, exactly. It's like we were in jail. We were bailed out. even in the Cosby Show. They were in jail, yeah. bailed out, or whatever. It's like you just want something different, and I know. Right, the studio doesn't want anything different. They just like let's do something family, so they hit people in the Midwest. Yeah, and then um, you know this thing will run forever, and then we can make you know you can make the most money with a uh, multicam. Yeah, you know because you don't pay as much, obviously, and then they usually you could just do barter syndication. You could sell a bunch of them, you know, together. They're not, you know, yeah. you're not going to be lost, you yeah. know, if you watch it out of order. But uh, this this one, this one needed a lot of love. Maybe Warren and Tim, maybe they came, came in him. and just, you know, punched it up. Were you like, did you keep hitting info? Am I watching the rough cut? Is this the yeah. editor's cut? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> kind of what I thought. I thought, like, this is like a first draft script yeah you know because it was like it's kind of kind of tired you know and it's do you think that's what it is is not even us being older it's that you've kind of already you've seen this like even if you even kids now probably watch these things just going oh yeah schlubby dad hot wife like it's every sitcom's exactly the same now there's no almost originality yeah there's gonna be the ones that stick Mm -hmm. but that's mostly just because names behind it and they sort of force feed it to you right you know is mom any good it's okay i've seen a few only because i know people that worked on it but they just keep keep releasing it <laughs> you know? yeah I, i've wondered about that show too i mean some of these shows hit some yeah. of these shows just hit like according to jim yeah. you know it was a hit yeah. and schlubby guy hot wife yeah it was just i mean it works in the midwest and it works quite frankly everywhere because it's like most middle-aged guys you know if you look around are the schlubby guys yeah. you know and they're like oh my dream is to have you know this hot wife you yeah. know and there it is and he can be whoever he wants he can be as manic and as crazed in his own uh world as he, as he wants to be yeah. but the wife is still gonna be hot and she's still gonna come to him and love him and yeah. and 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 love the fact that he's still taking care of the family. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, dad fantasy, you know, and they're just like, yeah, this is, this is what I would want my life to be. So I get it. But, um, you know, with according to, J- I, I just, it just wasn't a good show. Well, and it's know? funny to think too, like we've been on enough shows to know most of the demographics of the writer's room. And half the time there's one person that's probably actually married with a kid. Yeah. So they're just all the ones writing, all the dad ma- fantasy, yeah. <laughs> and it's like none of them. Yeah, it's like I think my dad used to make this joke. You know. Yeah. Like, All right. Cool. <laughs> like, hire a bunch of kids. Um, I don't know if they're kids, but I know that. Just go back to the evolution. Go back to Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. Like just looking at all the writers, you see oh familiar names, but then you see a whole slew of new names. Yeah. So I'm sure those were like okay, we need to make this thing current, make sure it's current, so we're going to hire. Again, I don't know if they're young from the names, but it's like hired more diverse, like younger group of people. Well, yeah, and some of those names because I, I watched the first one with the Will and Grace. I was going to say a lot of those people are probably when I the one I watched was probably a lot of holdover producers 
yeah. like the people that just have, oh, you worked on the first one. Right. You get money. So it could have been, because I was like, I went through that name on that opening credits. I was like, oh, how many people are yeah, exactly. uh, on this? <laughs> then I was like, some of those have to be the writers, producers. Some are just lineage from the first right. one. And then, yeah, the new Imagine writers. how, when you see that, you just go, dollar sign, dollar sign. Oh, 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 jeez. Uh, yeah. How much does this thing cost? And I was thinking, too, maybe that's why that run of must-see TV worked so well because it did sort of shake the vibe of the the traditional almost every sitcom to that point was always family mm-hmm. it's like you know because even uh, the first must see was you know uh the cosby show Ugh, what were the other ones there were other like family i can't even remember that i had it in my head now like I uh well specifically on nbc yeah i was just thinking of like the nbc lineup because then that later one which was the 90s you had shows you had friends about yeah. friends, obviously Seinfeld. mad about you couple without a kid yeah you know seinfeld adults yeah. living and then whatever that floater third one was which would come or fourth uh right sick i mean i know cheers was towards the tail end and then even fraser these were they were taking that idea away. like someone deconstructed the pilot or the uh the sitcom and went why isn't it more about just people yeah and not about married people and then now all of a sudden i feel like we're we're back on that cycle again. I think, excuse me, I think we're back on that cycle, but I think that you could argue that it's still about family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always about family. Like you said, it's a different construction, like a different construct. Like you have friends. They're still a family. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're just not the husband, wife, kids. Seinfeld, there's still a core group. There's still like a family because yeah. we still go with these people. So it's still the same thing. And mm-hmm. I think what they did is just appropriate it in a different way to like a workplace uh, you know, living on the same floor in an apartment building or just friends yeah. or whatever. Um, and it's still there. So why can't we just get a bunch of people together that we like and just follow them you yeah. know, every week? Uh, which worked. Um, and going back to the family now, I think it's, I think we kind of need that, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, there's always that, like, attempt to blow it open, like, <clears throat> modern family like they're family but this the yeah. family but that this one's gay or this one's that is they're just trying to make it so that it's like you know it's the writer going we want to give the network what they want in a family show but we also want to do in the same parameters we want to do what we mm-hmm. want to do and so you end up making something that could work but often doesn't because it's like trying to appease a network in their family show and they're like, oh, great. We get a safe family show. And they're like, yeah, but we don't want safe. Yeah. It's like when Phil Rosenthal accepted an Emmy for uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. He said, you know, he turned in his uh, script to CBS and classic show, classic family yeah. show. And, and they're like, what are you trying to do here? And he's like, you know, uh, All in the Family, um, all these shows that had a big effect on me. I just kind of want to. For today's time, I kind of want to do that show. And they're like, can you make it more edgy? And he's like, I remember his joke was like, so that's what we did. And we have everybody else right an edgy show. And it's like, I don't know what that means. No. But then you almost wonder if they even read it. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, because exactly. if you read the pilot of Everybody Loves Raymond, you're not, this could be edgier. Not really. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's kind of where he was. He was like, ah. Uh, and then you'll get laughter from the you know yeah. the crowd. And it's like, I, it's well, this is not. <laughs> it's like, it's all right, the brother's be. a cop now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
There we go. We'll have some drama and right, edge. Right, exactly. A mm, little more edge. Okay, he's cracked out, and he comes up. Wait a minute. Is this yeah. a comedy? Is this on FX? Yeah. But it's it's one of those things where like it worked because mm-hmm. the writing was good, really good, but the actors and characters were better. Yeah. And that usually what like you can oversee bad pilots that we've worked on before where it's like everyone's in it's really good and you can course correct yeah so like if the studio is smart they're like yes we know this isn't the best episode maybe we'll reshoot it maybe we won't but we know the people gave everything they could for this pilot that we didn't think anything of yeah and go fix it no totally no totally i mean i just think that um uh there's all types of different variables i mean specifically everybody loves raymond when i did that show (laughs) complete savages our showrunner was a producer on simultaneously on everybody loves raymond oh okay and a lot of the crew from everybody loves raymond did our show yeah multi-cam is so weird like you can do two shows as a crew and it's weird like on two different networks yeah um and so a lot of people from that show came to, to to that one and um i remember talking to mike scully who was the uh showrunner who also worked on everybody those Raymond, who also ran the Simpsons for a mm-hmm. while. And he said, uh, he was, I like had to take him. That was a PA. I had to take him over to all the way from universal to Warner brothers. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, uh one point yeah. one mile or something <laughs> exactly. like that. I had to take him there. Uh, cause he had to go to the, uh, office, the writer's office for everybody else. Raymond. And, uh, he was like, I just asked him if I was a fan. I was like, so what's what's the writer's room like? And he's like, he's like, it's the best. And it's like, Phil is the best, most efficient showrunner. He said, the last season, they got it. Writers get in at 10 mm-hmm. and leave every day at 3. And everything's done. Like, the whole season is basically beat out by him before the writers even get into the writer's room uh, for wow. the season. And so he gave he gave like acts to people and said, "Hey, you do this act for this show, you do that one, wow, and just bring it in." They got all their work done by three, done, which for like a multicam, yeah, is like usually like three in the morning. They're like, "Okay, script's coming out." PTSD from that, um, <laughs> but uh, and then he's like, "Yeah," and then we have time like on Sunday, we'll all hang out, you know, with our families. And it's like, yeah, because he's a family guy. And he's like, hey, you know, let's go home. Let's and just... likes his family. Yeah, exactly. Because there's those family guys that just want to work late. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, that's the thing. Like, as a PA, I often wanted to get on a show where, yeah, the at least the person at the top was a family person. Yeah. But, yeah, that's not the only variable. They also had to like their family. Yeah. Because to run away from their family, they could be like, guys, we're going to be here all night I, and then the weekends. This third act is Yeah, not, exactly. Uh, so you you go to your interview and go. So what's the show running? Yeah. Like? Does he love his wife? Does he like being home? Exactly. Like those are your only questions. You don't care about your rate or exactly. Like, what are your only questions? Does he love his wife? <laughs> Does he want to be home? You know, I know it's it's uh I have done that like just kind of get in there. So what's yeah? You know, what's kind of uh what, what's what's he like or what's she like? You know, I try not to go they family people yeah. or because they probably know what you're getting at. But it's it's uh. It's one of, but they know. They're like, oh yeah. Well, sometimes we're here late. She has a family. Never here past five. You go, oh okay. Yeah. Or hates family. Just always here. You know. Always something wrong with the third act. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The third act is. We never even write the third act because he knows we're gonna hate it. Yeah, exactly. Let's not start the third act till eight. Yeah. 
Well, it's that thing of, uh, like you were talking about with, like, the budget. It's always things can get done and look good in a reasonable amount of time. Like, yes, there's always going to be an exception, but, you know, um, like Get Out looked. That was a $3 million movie. That's free. Amazing. That's free Hollywood money. And look at it. You would never, you would never know. And then you have, like, Everybody Loves Raymond. We worked 10 to 3. Show was on 11 years. And then you have shows that it's like, yeah, they're basically 24 hours a day. Yeah. And you see it, you're like, that show's good. Just like Everybody Loves Raymond. You know, it's, you can get it done. Right. If you want to get it done. Yeah. And, and, and it's just like everybody loves Raymond because I was talking to the people who were on that show as well. And they were like, well, our problem was that I guess the characters were so uh, well drawn that it, it came to a point where they didn't need dialogue anymore. Mm-hmm. You just cut to Frank. You cut to, you know, yeah. the, and you know what they're thinking, and they just give a look, yeah. and then, like, literally erupt, like, laughter from the crowd. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's, like, that's, like, the pinnacle right there when you're, like, oh, let's get a shot of him, and then laughter. We yeah. don't even have to say anything. And then, of course, he'll throw in a, a really good joke, but uh, often had to stop tape. Tape. They often had to <laughs> stop. <laughs> they often had to stop shooting because... The audience's laughter were, was covering uh, oh, subsequent joke. jokes, so yeah, they kind of had to like almost admonish the the audience, like, guys, to sort of cap the laughter because we got to get on to the next joke. Well, that's uh, that reminds me of like uh, something I didn't notice obviously until later was it's like why does the Fonz Happy Days yeah always come in and it's like nothing happens till he gets to the living room. They ended up writing that because the applause. Yeah. The Fonz walking, yeah, and then he slowly walks right. to the living room. Yeah, exactly. Then he does his beat. Before, probably like he'd walk in, Mr. C, and you're just like, oh, we didn't hear it. Yeah. It's like that they sort of have to like breaks, and you can see that later in a lot of sitcoms, even though everybody loves Raymond. Someone walks in, beat, and say your line. Yeah. Like they're just naturally waiting. Like, so yeah, Frank does a joke. Before you would normally react, you wait an uncomfortable one beat. Yeah. Now react because the laughter will be a no. Uh, no, absolutely, and and that's that's an interesting dynamic and a great dynamic as a writer because that means your stuff is really really yeah. worked to where okay don't have to really wait you just have to see him yeah because I remember in uh, watching Sanford and Son yeah. like in the later episodes like Aunt Esther or something would come in the door and literally thirty seconds of just applause and laughter yeah right. Some, it's like a reunion show. You're like, <laughs> then people come in, the next guy comes in, you know, just, no. and you go, is this a sitcom? Like, this is not, yeah. What's, is this because it was in the 70s? Or, <laughs> I like, I don't even yeah, know. They probably didn't bring in a laugh guy. Like, they just used what they had. Yeah. Like, they didn't have to, like, You're right. I don't think that that, I don't know when that started, but you, you got to think that that wasn't. I mean, you know, they probably had some laughs on tape yeah. or whatever, but they probably just used live stuff i think because there's times like i'll watch an old thing like a san francisco and you don't even hear a line and you're like you didn't even try to nah, no, and it didn't, it right, didn't even try it it just it just went on because it was like it's so lively in the audience yeah. now it's like you said now you could be like there for seven hours and it's like okay well how are we gonna do this and that's why you kind of need a laugher because laugher is that other guy in the mix that you know uh, augments the laughter yeah uh, or uh manufactures the laughter when you want it or 
um, you know, just sort of sculpts the laughter. And there was the one guy, I wish I could remember his name to give him a shout out, but there was one guy, because I had, uh, my career started off in multicam. Yeah. I just remember, oh, is so-and-so booked? And this, even when I was a PA, it was just sort of like, make sure he has a drive on or whatever. But every mix always had the one guy. And I worked with the same laugh guy on like five different shows for different networks. <laughs> and it was just like, get Larry in here. And he would roll into the mix, plug his machine always into Larry. the back. Yeah. And he would just sort of move the dials up and down and, oh, can you spike that one or dial it back? And I was like, what a weird thing now. You would never bring in a separate laugh guy. They would just have it in yeah. the mix. But it's so weird that this one guy sort of cornered his market. Yeah. I'm, I'm, the laugh, I'm Larry the Laugh Guy. Larry the Laugh Guy. <laughs> you know, we, from what we know now, you know it, that guy's sitting on some, was sitting on some gold mine because yeah. it's like, it's one of those niche things where you know well we got to get larry like larry's the only like he's the guy that you need and yeah. he's the guy that the showrunners are going to learn of and like oh, we got to have larry i'm not doing this without larry so larry's larry's on my last show so we got to bring yeah. him here so larry is literally in demand probably living somewhere in the palisades <laughs> you know next to the president of the network you know because yeah, he's, he's just yeah he's some old guy you always see at the store and then he drives to his big house yeah like, what do you do oh he he moved dials on yeah. <laughs> And it probably all started with something like he was on the right show. And then, you know, so it's like, say he was on Mary Tyler Moore sure. or something. And it's like, he's just working. And then the next show starts up and someone's like, who did the laughs? Uh, that audience. Or they were like, who got the audience? They go, no, Larry. He, sweet, get, let, give me Larry. Just because he, there was one show yeah. someone watched. And, and they were like, the laughs were, yeah. And then all of a sudden, he, that's it. And every hit show that made it, well, it's got to be the laugh guy. Yeah. So he's just like, hell's yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the laugh guy. But I think that if you if you have a thing like a TV show where there's so many different variables and moving parts, when it doesn't work, which is more often than not, you start going, hmm, why didn't it work? Can't be the writing, of course. Yeah, it's never the writing. The, can't be the you know the act. Can't be the, the laughs. You know, yeah. the laughs were terrible. You know, and it's like. Let's make sure the next time we do this, we make sure the laughs are good. Mm -hmm. Some of the laughs are weird. Some of the laughs, you know, they're fine. But, you know, you just start getting nitpicky about things. And then maybe Larry, the laugh guy, is like, yeah, you got to have a really good laugher. You know, or the showrunner has that one conversation with the mixers, the one cool showrunner. Hey, so what's going on? I was like, yeah, Larry, though. Larry saved this show. I mean, I like what Larry's doing. Larry, Larry's work is really is on point tonight. You know, it's like, yeah, he's got this laughs. And it's like, uh, I mean, he rolls in with his gold cart. Yeah. Oh, Larry's here! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody starts laughing. Laugh track for Larry. Yeah, um, and then he rolls in. He's like, "I'm gonna need five. Oh no, take as long yeah, as you yeah. want. <laughs> he's got his solid gold cart. Yeah, solid. Gold. He goes, I'll, "I'll be back. I need dinner now." But the mix is about to start. Yeah, I'm gonna go have dinner. You'll, uh, oh, you'll okay. Are you gonna go? Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll wait. We'll wait here, Larry. We're all we're all here for you, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Larry the Laugh Guy. And now, you know, I used to be like, shh, because I still, you know, would be writer-director, but it's like, yeah, I don't, don't want to end up like Larry the Laugh Guy. Now you're like, I wish I was Larry the Laugh it's Like, wait, Larry the Laugh Guy has a house? I know, exactly. All of a sudden, I want to I be Larry the Laugh Guy. Yeah, exactly. You're like, damn. You know, some, some of these sound these sound guys are just like, the, it's a lot, a lot of money in it. Yeah. If, because it is... It's a big job. It's a technical job, and it's a, a very creative job. So, and you know, you have to meet the demands um, of all these people every single day. So yeah. it's it's high stress, but you know, 
these guys make, you know, a lot of money if you're good and you keep working. Yeah. So, you know, it's just sort of being in that, that market and, you know, that guy or that woman could be at a party and go, what do you do? You know, people who don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm a, a re-recording mixer uh, for TV. You know, oh, that's great. What do you do? Uh, mix sounds and stuff like that. You know, live in the Palisades, you know, <laughs> on the top of a hill. Spielberg is my neighbor, yeah. you know. You know, my house is bigger. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like. Yeah, I don't want to brag or anything. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you go, wow, this is, this is great. I mean, <clears throat> that guy would be an ADR talking to some of the mixers and they're like yeah i'm just kind of get a job you know i have you know four kids in ivy league schools and you know we have our house on top of the hill and we just bought you know another bins but you know struggling like wait what and you're over there going can i take the muffins home? yeah like, it didn't look like anyone touched the muffins exactly. so can i just bring these home with me man he's like yeah you know like, sure none of us like yeah. those low budget exactly like, oh. <laughs> We eat our solid gold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We have a muffin guy at the house. Yeah, he like, just said, oh. oh, we want a muffin? Just yeah. Just <laughs> muffin right from scratch. <laughs> oh, man. I would like to do a sitcom again just to see. I haven't done one. I'm the same way. I, I'm curious if it feels exactly the same. I haven't done one in ages. And but, but, is it, but now they don't, like, Will and Grace may be different, but now they don't really do the audience like they did. And back in the day, right? No, yeah, just... I mean, because I mean, granted, the last one I did was 2006, yeah. and we brought the audience in. We did, I think, two runs of the show. Brought in a second audience, like we did the four o'clock and the six o'clock yeah. audience. And then after two runs of that, we let them go. Then just reshot everything to see what would work. I mean, it was a terrible pilot. Yeah, it was one of those ones where we did way too much. Um, shooting outside the stage so the audience ended up having to watch half of it on a monitor and yeah that doesn't bring them in and so all of a sudden you just see the intro to the playback and you're like well that was stupid so yeah but i mean it still felt i mean even that i was coming off of doing five four years on um single camera and it was like but it was a pilot so the pilot sucked because the hour sucked so it did it felt like my regular regular job but i'd be curious to like like get jump on big bang right now feel like they're working half days they gotta be you know it's just like phone it in i mean just the money that the thing generates what are you gonna tell them you know yeah i mean the network's not gonna i don't know if they're giving notes you know it's just like i bet they do like arbitrary like notes that are not wishy-washy you're not gonna stick to your guns on any of the notes yeah it's like shouldn't we uh, go to sheldon a second earlier yeah, we could. Okay, cool. Thanks. That's yeah. all. That was a. Uh, yeah, it, it's sort of like, guess you have to, you know, justify your job to say, yeah. well, I got to be doing something. But it's like you, you talk to these people in private, and like, you know, the show, show runs itself. Like any show that's on like five seasons or whatever or more, they go, show really runs itself. It's like they know what they're doing. We give a couple of notes, a couple of suggestions. Yeah, that's kind of it. You know, they take it or they don't. Yeah. <clears throat> We're still getting like a billion dollars from this show. And we just sold it four more times yeah. in syndication. Season six and the scripts come in and you say you're even middle level and you haven't read them. It's like, oh, they're adding a cousin Oliver. And Brady Bunch reference to when they the kids got too old. So they brought in a younger kid. Oh, to, yeah. They always bring in the baby. And I'm sure that would be the moment where it'd be like, wait, we're doing what to Big Bang? Then you start getting a little more, you know, it's like, okay, what are you guys doing? Yeah, I mean, it's like little, uh, 
little Michelle or whatever in Full House or something, and then now she can talk, and it's like, like oh. oh, and she gets she get and Larry gives her the laughs because it's like <laughs> like yeah. that sort of half laughter, yeah. And it's like, hmm, this sort of, oh, isn't that cute? The baby's speaking. But it's not like fun. Like, I'm not going to, that show wasn't a Friday night. Yeah. You know, I was a kid and didn't have anything to do. But it's like, I'm not going to cancel my plans on Friday night to watch the little kid. You yeah. Know, the one zinger. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. And it's always like so cute. And it's always, at least I could tell that it took, you know, 40 takes, you know, in the two minutes that she can be on stage. Um, and no one's around, so that yeah. means they just shot that yep. with her all by They're herself. Like, just keep going, just keep going. We'll use something. Yeah, but sadly, those two are the richest off that show. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Will and Grace. There's this uh, editor I worked with on another multicam. He has should try to find him. He has an associate producer title, oh, of course, and he edits. You know, I know yeah. he's directed too. I can't say anything because people can find out who he is. But uh, but he's he's been in his business for a while good guy yeah but it's like uh probably the, either the fastest or the laziest editor oh. that i've worked with and i and i say that because i didn't know what he did in there but he would literally come in and at 10 and he had the raymond schedule he would come in at 10 or 11 brand new episode brand new you know had to get it cut out and like at two or three he'd be done and i'm like he came in he's like all right guys i'm fin- i finished that episode of really you, you just got here you, you finished looked at yeah. one frame of dailies yet <laughs> like you finished he's like yeah he's like i'm done you know it's like guys have been i've been doing this for a long time you gotta I, love those people i, I know i i got it i got a i got a party to go to i'm I, i'm done i was like i'll actually stay here if you want me to yeah but the show is done. Like it's ready to be exported. I'm, I'm done. It's good, you know. And uh, I mean, they were. I mean, yeah. it's 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 a multicam. But the thing is, with a multicam, like you have like the line cut. You have a lot of things to work from. Yeah. So it's not like a, a single camera. So he could he could do that. And yeah. I I could just imagine, show like Will and Grace for him. I'm yeah. sure he's. It's another show. He goes in and he, you know, cuts it and that's it. And and you're especially if you're going into like new season of Will and Grace, they had eight years behind them. You're not trying to get a performance out of anyone. Yeah. Everyone gave their performances. It's more of who do you want the joke to lie on? Whose face do you want me to cut to? Yeah. They all made a funny face. You know, that's probably your biggest choice on that. Like you're not like, I gotta fix this show. It's it's already fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. It's it's just like James Burroughs is directing. You got the cast who's done 290 episodes yeah. before. The writing is still, you know, sharp. I mean, it's like, I'm set up. Just cut this show in an hour. He just gets the line cut and goes, all right, I'm going to swap that daily. Yeah. I'm going to swap that. All right, here you go. Yeah, let me <laughs> find this. Let me find this. Yeah, it's like, but this is one good. Don't you need more? To- no, it's like, it's good. And people probably think, oh, my God, I bet they spent so much time. No. Yeah. That's why that, that goes back to that time thing. Everybody Loves Raymond didn't detour from their 10 to 3 schedule. Yeah. You know, it worked completely fine. And, yeah, I, I never understood. Uh, I think that's just people that are maybe not confident. You think that? I mean, do you think that's like you have an editor that over edits or maybe the director comes in and spends like the two full days? I don't, you know, uh, and it's like, are you just not confident or you just feel like you have to spend that much time? Well, I think that, well, 
in his case, the directors would come in and go, Ken Whittingham did yeah. the show. Um, which, shout out to Ken Whittingham. He's he, super fast. He's the best. He, The technical director you know, on the show came to me and said, Ken is the best director that we've had this season. He's like, knows what he wants. He's very well prepared. Shots are just spot on. Great. And the editor said the same thing. He's like, yeah. he came out of his bay. He was like, you know what? That was the easiest show to cut. It's like Ken's stuff is just, it just cuts so well. He's like, like I, you can use the circle yeah. takes and it'll have the assembled show. Yeah. He's like, I, I didn't, I didn't have to fudge anything, you know? So he's working in there. He's yeah. like, oh, I didn't have to do this and do this and yeah, do no. that. You know, he's like, I, I didn't have to do anything. He's like, it's, it's all good. And then he sends it to Ken and Ken, you know, it was works. So he's like, well, I can't come to the office, but just send me a DVD. That was, that's a circular thing for the young <laughs> kid. Uh, had a DVD, uh, sent to him and ken had like two notes yeah. and two suggestions and he's like but basically this is this is good this is what i envisioned it's not there and, and you and i've been on sitcoms where it's like uh, another late one tonight and it's yeah. like uh, oh re- really um okay uh, many more angles of that you're gonna get yeah it's pretty much done, and that's kind of what multicam was back in the day. It was it wasn't a whole bunch of editing in this, and they just sort of put it out. Um, it was like yeah, it was one. Uh, it was like a, a little mini play. Yeah, that was it. It was just like here's your taped play, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think I'd worked in single camera for so long mm-hmm. that uh, Marshall and I did a, uh, a kids pilot that was. Uh, multicam but it had no audience okay because uh the kids you know i mean the ratio was high yeah because they're kids of takes you know it's like with kids it's usually like eight to one yeah um you know eight takes for every like good performance or usable take Mm -hmm. i remember that from the film days because i filmed with kids and it was like an eight to one and people like well why are you shooting with an eight to one ratio you have no money yeah because of that and because uh, there's labor laws, you know, uh, the kids can't work, you know, but a certain amount of time every day and they have to go to school, too. So uh, to get everything we needed, we couldn't really shoot that with an audience and, right. you know, have performances um, like we wanted. Um, Masterpiece Kid was in that. Oh, uh, right. I remember yeah, yeah. Uh, Marshall talking about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was quite, quite, quite a day when we... Marshall and John meet Master P. Yeah. Um, that one, that lost, for me, that lost a lot of its, like, like what I liked about what you said about the mini play, I liked, what I liked about the multicams was, like, the one I talked about with the editor from uh, Will and Grace did, is uh, the fact that you can go to the stage, there's an audience, there's an energy there. Yeah. You're on the floor. I love being on the floor as post mm-hmm. because I had to do nothing. Yeah. I didn't have to the do The one it. time no one's contacting yeah. you. No one's contacting you. You, have to, you just watch the show look important yeah. down on the stage. You know, sit in the director's chair with the writers and be like, yeah, they may think I'm a writer. I'm a yeah. producer or whatever. Exactly, yeah. Or I'm a PA. But it's like, it's that whole energy of the night, you know, yeah. um, that I think is cool. Like, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to the office and it's like, wow, this kind of thing is already cut. But I hadn't worked in it for so long, and I came to this show as a Nickelodeon pilot, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and they were like, "Oh, we'd rather you start with the line cut first, 
like telling the editor, start yeah. with the line cut. And of course, he was like, oh, it took umbrage. Why are going to tell me how to cut this? Uh, these guys in the control room are doing yeah. the cut, and now I have to. And first, I was like, what is a line cut? Like, I didn't even remember. Oh, okay. I was like, what is a line cut? And you're like, that's already then, done? <laughs> yeah. And then they had like a control room that was like in a trailer. And then we like shot on a stage. And so they, they would control and like cut. And my whole thing about single cam was like, you would never do that. You no. know, this this is not. And, and the editor didn't want to do that either. But it's like trying to take someone else's edit. Like, yeah. What sense does that make? You know, because it's not him. Yeah. It's someone else. And uh, so we had to get this line cut. And I was like, this is like, I just didn't approve of internally. Yeah. I had no power. But it's like, I didn't approve of like. Quietly yeah. to myself. <laughs> like, exactly. disapprove of all I of that. Disapprove yeah. of. Telling an editor how to edit. Yeah. Because they were like basically going, oh, then we can get this cut like right away. Yeah. Because all you're doing is using line cut as a as a guide, as a Bible. And then like you may swap in a here something here or there. But there's your cut. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. You know, you know, editors. Um, and so our offices were conveniently located it was on nickelodeon on sunset in the oh. very top of the building okay. but you had to go up a uh like a secret door almost up this steep slope stairs oh, nice. up into like a little cubby where the uh, edit bay was it, it, and then our offices were conveniently located across the street in what was then the house of blues building okay. on the ninth floor oh oh right yeah 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 so amazing view yeah amazing view five offices for marshall and me it took us about three or four weeks to get to that office prior to that we had no office of course so how are we gonna work well uh, the conference room is available when it's available yeah but when we have conferences and meetings in there you're gonna have to find a place where uh we have a couch in the lobby um i don't know what to tell you guys we don't have room okay um so luckily technicolor which is down the street um had a that brand new office building oh yeah, yeah. Just, so we camped out there for most of the time so then we got our offices across the street we're like oh we're not in the same oh. building no no it's across the street and the ninth floor of the house be, yeah just across the street and you'll be there okay so we get up there and we go okay this is oh you get that what happened here <clears throat> they're like okay guys over the weekend <laughs> this is the 11th the ninth floor someone on the 11th floor left the water running in the bathroom or something and all the water seeped down into <laughs> we're like what is what are these uh portable air conditioning unit or oh, whatever uh to suck like the asbestos or whatever <laughs> what's no. in the they're like yeah so tiles are because uh, i mean that's going from 11 yeah, 10 yeah, yeah. 9 so it's like mildew and stuff oh. and the, the the tiles are like down in the ground so like water you know soaked soaked carpets i mean had this not happened two of us would have had the um pick of five huge offices i mean one of the best views of just all of la yeah um so <laughs> we we're like okay there's one office that's okay yeah. so him and i had to sh- we were sharing an office but we're like okay do we have like there's no f- furniture in here what, what about furniture it's like uh well we have some stuff in 
storage? So tell us what you want. And we're like, can we get a desk? They're like, mm, I don't know if we have desks. Let's see what I can get. So we got a car, a long car table. And the car table we put in front of the window. And Marshall and I shared Nine. the Oh my god. Um and our pilot like had three more weeks on it and they were like, Yeah, and about the phones, guys. They won't be ready for another two weeks. You're like, all right. We're just like, we got cell phones, we'll just use just Wow. And so we're like, what about food and stuff? Do we because we didn't have a PA, like we had to share the Nickelodeon PA. Yeah. So we're like, can we get like a um food or anything like like okay i think we have some stuff over there from maybe the uh, our office or something we can bring you something over and so they bring stuff over like it's all like twinkies and yeah kind of stuff like that expired and it's like everything <laughs> goes okay we're good uh do you need anything else nope nope we're fine we're fine you know you just got the food and went well i don't know what i did yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of exactly, exactly knew what this was exactly it's like okay you're like, okay. you know what, we're just going to set our office up at Tender yeah. Greens. Right, exactly. Right downstairs, we'll just, we have lunch if we need it. They have I, Wi-Fi, we're fine. Right, it's like, it was the greatest view, like it would have been great, but it was like, first of all, we could see our office, our bay, edit bay, like the window from our office. We're like, well, we can see it, but to get to it, it's 20 minutes because you have to g- leave. Oh, and the... uh Oh, there was a lock on the door. We didn't have keys, I think. So we had to take a water, a flat of water, mm-hmm. and like put it in the door so that it wouldn't lock. It wouldn't lock. You know, it, it was just the, we, don't, we don't have keys yet, guys. Sorry. So it's like, oh, sure, of course, of yeah. course. And so it was like, it's kind of twenty minutes to get to our look office. We could see it's twenty minutes because you have to. Oh yeah, because uh, it was right across the street. There was yeah. at least there was that light. Right, so, there was a light. Uh, the yeah. palladium. Right, so you had to like get in the elevator, go down, get out of the lobby. I don't know if you had to think you had maybe had to check out of the building, sure. and then you had to you know go to the light, go across the street, go through the guard booth uh, at Nickelodeon, get into the uh, the building which you had to have a, a code key for, of course. then go in, and then you had to go left into a door that led to like some writers offices of another show and so you would sort of go through that into another door mm-hmm. which looked like some sort of closet door and then you'd go up this ridiculously steep sort of uh incline of stairs where you're like how do you get equipment up here i don't know and then you go through like the light booth for iCarly and then you go up another flight of stairs up into this little cubby that uh housed you know the editor and you're like ah okay this is <laughs> this is where we are. and and i carly being a popular show at the time they had offices for an office it's like oh i need to, i need a place for my bag Let's oh put in that other office the thing is dan schneider for i carly sort of owned uh nickelodeon Oh, okay. At that point, because of iCarly and his other shows, so that's why we 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 didn't have any room because he had four offices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had just the run of the building. Yeah. So they were like, uh, we thought we were going to be able to, but he needed more space. So you guys are a pilot. He's a successful show. Basically, our network. Sorry, uh, but if you guys need anything, let me know. Okay, sure. Unexpired food? No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, and I remember being in the uh, conference room going, 
All right, all right. We can. I guess we'll deal with this and then go. Okay, guys, uh, we're having a meeting in here. You guys. Oh, okay. I guess we'll go to the. You want to go to Technicolor and just hang out? Like, at least their snacks aren't expired. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the thing. Those are those things where you're like pilot. Yeah. Whatever. It's and, and you just expect all of that. You guys won't have an office. All right. Yeah. Pilot. Yeah, and that's what it was. It was like it's a it's a pilot. It's not like you know for the whole season. But it, it, it just literally was like everything that happened was like, sure. Okay. Yeah. The, of course, two days before we get in, you know, the the floor falls in, the ceiling falls in, and there's literally like, there's clearing the air because the air is to- toxic. Yeah. And they tell you this. They're like, you guys can stay in here, but I'll just let you know, you probably want to keep the door open because this is toxic air. And we're trying to get all the toxicity of, you know, the substances that fell in here out. And there's mildew, you know, in the carpet. So it does smell in here, but we're trying to our best to deal with that. And uh, there was a, uh, a slip of paper on the floor. And he goes, oh, and then there's your Wi-Fi password right there. We go, oh, oh, right there on the floor? Yeah. There go. Soaking up the water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And sure. you're at that point, you're like, I, there's no way the Wi-Fi works. There's... <laughs> it was spotty. It was but it spotty. is weird that like they wouldn't just tell you not to stay there. Hey, it's toxic. It's yeah. Like, but you can stay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, why Why are we here? There's no reason to be there, by the way. Yeah. Because that... to go all the way, we just sat on the floor in the edit bay, really. Because we were like, why are we going to go to our offices with no phones yeah. 20 minutes away where it's literally right there? It'd be one it. thing if that was where the edit bays were too, yeah. but you had to go to the other for other things. But it's like, no, we're just putting you over here by yeah. yourself. Yeah. But I need to talk to everyone. But you don't have phones. Yeah. All right, <laughs> fine. Like, I'm going to go back to my office, yeah. take a deep breath, and yeah. see if I can just like pass out or get high. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, you want to go out to the office? Why? Yeah, it's there's like, no... There's no incentive to go over there yeah but if it was the other way where it was uh the the flooding didn't happen let's go chill in our office no no it was LA. it would have been great like i mean god it was such an amazing view it's uh, like we're sitting i mean even uh snapped a picture but it was like us sitting on a like sharing a card table you know with our computers just sort of like you know that's it yeah and it was like wow oh i'm gonna print oh. You know what? We don't need paper. Yeah. <laughs> you know, two days before, you guys, we got, you got the whole floor. Like, you got the whole, like, you got five offices, awesome offices. Just the two of you, you know? You can be in one one day, be in one another day. But that's also a weird thing. Like, them trying to sell it to you. You have five offices, but it still takes me 20 minutes. Yeah, it's it's sti- other, it still doesn't. You can like, tell me I have the building, and it's not going to solve any of my problems. Yeah, it's just like, you know... Yeah, it was. It was like, yeah, we're putting you over in this building here with no one but yourselves. Yeah, no phones, no real anything really. I mean, yeah. it's just a place for you to, because we don't have any furniture. Mm-hmm. But but I love that it's like <laughs> knowing that you needed a desk, and they're like, "What do you guys need?" It's like, yeah. "I need a desk." Ooh, yeah. It's like they should have just went. Exactly. What do you need? That's not a desk, right? Because we might be able to get that for you. You know, and 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 granted, the people were nice over mm-hmm. there, and there were circumstances that precluded us from having certain things it's not like they were trying to do this i mean they knew we were coming obviously but certain things took precedence so it was like i'm you know paul is just like sorry guys sorry but you're right it's like well, it's a pilot it's yeah. a pilot we go down you put we, up with so much on a pilot it's you know, so crazy you know you look at look at marshall you got we met master p so it's all 
it's all good. It's kind of where the show's going. Yeah, right? exactly. But um, uh, it was so funny that you mentioned a name that I hadn't heard from, who's sort of a sort of Tyler Perry in his own right, Dan Schneider. Oh, he's like go look up head of the class multi uh, multi yeah, yeah. sitcom. I, he's I loved it. Yeah. The schlubby guy. Yeah. Um, I I love the show. Even when they went from Howard Hessman to Billy Connolly, yeah, it was fine. I don't know when it was because I watched that show be prior to being in the business. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I think I heard his name and saw him and went, oh, it's that guy from Head of the Class. No, he's got 25 shows. Yeah. Wait, what? And then I went to IMDb because at the time I was like, why would I look up Head of the Class? But then all of a sudden it was like, holy shit. And yeah. then just, he's next to Larry the Laugh Guy in the Palisades. He is right there. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah, Dan just became, he's like, I'm going to be a mogul. I'm going to just, you know, own, you know, like kid the, shows. Yeah, that was like it. That. It was weird. He like, where, what's going to be your thing? Kid shows. Yeah, which I mean, smart, you yeah. know, because he's like, yes, you know, and so the pilot we did, um, it was called Everyday Kid, and it was, you know, it was a boys show, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, kid, and he wakes up with a different superpower every day, and goes to school. He's an awkward kid. He loves this, is in love with this girl, mm-hmm. masterpiece kid, right? And um, you know, very. Uh, diverse cast you know it's like hitting all the points yeah and uh sassy grandma yeah exactly <laughs> sassy <laughs> uh, and and i thought you know for I mean, how do you judge a kid show but i thought it i thought it was fine you yeah, know all you can really do is sort of maybe put yourself in it going i would watch that you know if i had a kid i wouldn't be horrified that i would have to sit through this show that'd right. be the only way i could judge it and it's like oh it's all right right and so Another kid actor, Fred Savage, directed. Of course. Um, and at the end of the day, the uh, network was like, okay, can we just make another iCarly? And we're like, but I think this show was greenlit because they were like, well, iCarly's for girls. What a, what a boy show. And so we're like, Tompkins was like, I got it. I got the one for oh. you. And uh, they're like, great, this will be our boy show. And then they're like, can you make another iCarly? So it was like, yeah, they were like, just basically tell Dan to make another pilot, I guess. It's like, why do, why do you even bother? Just, just right, they just didn't change the name to like yeah. I, yeah. whatever. I Billy. Hi, Billy. <laughs> like, All right, cool. Sure. Um, yeah, so Dan Schneider, as just a producer, um, these, I'll go back, keep it mellow, I'll go back. 10 years um the amanda show all that almost everything's 50 episodes what i like about you zoe 101 drake and josh my all right so uh zoe 101 you know the tv movie yeah um icarly goes to japan because icarly oh then icarly uh victorious sam and cat henry danger game shakers and something new called the after party wow that's just 10 years that's it. I mean, that's just me going. And the first thing he really was on was uh, Good Burger. Uh-huh. And then um, that Keenan and Cal, Cal show. Yeah, he just sort of made, and he does a lot of writing on all these, too. He just sort of. Oh, yeah, totally. That's uh, that's his thing. He's like the king of that. All those spinoffs where he makes all his, like, oh, yeah. you know, that's just his uh, bread and butter. It's like, oh, the Amanda this. And, you know, Josh and Drake go on, you know christmas vacation you know totally and no one makes a bunch of money on those shows 
but he makes a bunch of money just right. because of sheer volume and everything. So he's he's and they sell it to themselves, so it's like a different sort yeah. of money. So it's like, oh, we're selling it to us or our parent company for the repeats. But for those first three years, his residual check's pretty big. Yeah, and he's like, oh, this is okay. yeah. He's he's doing he's 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 doing well. You but know? It, it's sort of that thing of you know, we can segue and then be done. Was uh, you interviewed this week with a guy who was stuck? In kids shows, right? Great guy, super nice. Yeah, yeah, but really good guy. It was almost that thing of Dan likes doing it, but it was like, oh, I started on this. You know, I think he did regular shows, did one kid show, then they're like, hey, we're gonna do another one, okay? And then it became his reality. Yeah, that it became. Well, <laughs> That's all what of a do. sudden, it's like I can't get out of them because they never stop shooting. Like that was it. It was that everything was always on this like year cycle because the kids were young. Then you would shoot, start the next one. All right, we got to start early. We got to do fifty of this. Yeah. 10 years later he's like i haven't left nickelodeon or the disney channel in a decade but there's nothing he got paid it's not like he was doing it for free but it is funny how like the opposite where dan's like bread and butter and then then you know the guy you interviewed with was like bread and butter but i don't want to do this yeah yeah (laughs) yeah totally yeah yeah i mean i definitely got that vibe but i i figured that's that's kind of what i figured going in like kid shows it's probably not your your thing some guys are like hey this is no I'm always going to work. Yeah. You know, because this guy, he's always going to work on kids. Like, if he wanted to do kids for, forever, yeah. Like, he's really good. He's like a fixer, you yeah. know? So he's like the golden boy. So they're like, yeah, if, I, if we got him, we know that everything's going to be fine. Right. Um, so he's going to be like the first choice for anything. And he's like, well, thanks, but that's not really what i want to do because with those kid shows comes you know they're not going to have the money Mm-mm. they're not going to give you the money they're not going to give you the staff yeah it's just going to be like the demands and desires are going to continue to grow but the money is not yeah. um the time is not and so you're just going to have to find a way to give them what they want um you know with a low cost because yeah. that's that's the whole model you know it's like we're gonna green light disney we're gonna green light this show for three years yeah uh, we don't do shows past three years we don't do them under three years three years so and there might be an exception where it's like this is the biggest money maker we've had yeah all right. Then, then, then you know we'll we'll talk, but normally we'll cycle them, cycle them out, and we'll get our hundred done in those five years or in that three years. Yeah, and we'll make a couple TV movies after that yeah. and call it a day. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a model that works though. No, it is because then you cycle new kids in, you cycle new ideas or whatever in, and it keeps the thing fresh. You repeat it enough. Get, yeah, kids are gonna watch it. They'll watch the new thing. Absolutely. And then, then all of a sudden they'll be like, "Wait, I know her from something." Oh, that kid show. She's the mom now. Because all of a sudden time will happen, and they're like, yeah. "Holy shit, she's playing the mom!" <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. So <clears throat> it does work, but it's uh, and then a spinoff of that, appropriate that to the adults. You know, some guy named Tyler Perry is like, you know, I'm going to take that model. I'm going to control my own destiny. I'm going to have them green light a hundred episodes at one time, and I'm going to shoot them all this year. Yeah. You know, oh, because I have my own studio. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, you have like a stage? No, I have a military yeah. <laughs> base. <laughs> exactly. Oh, is that what you call it? No, I have a military (laughs) base. Exactly. But imagine being that, like shooting that many that fast. But And then as the actor, I mean, you got paid for all of them and you'll get a residual, but you lost the time or you gain time. I don't know. Like, is it that great thing where it's like, awesome, I didn't spend five years on this show. 
I can go move on to my next thing while this show airs for the next five years. Right. Or is it like, I like working. I think it's a lot of what we were talking about. Circle back to the very beginning yeah. of this uh, podcast. It's like, I want a weekly check or I want a check, yeah. you know, and this is a way to get exposed, to get on the air. And that's why really any actor should do it because it's like you're on tv you're gonna like there's a hundred episodes that's gonna air yeah you know um he's gonna have something else and he's loyal so you'll be in something else if you want um but i had a friend who was writer on one of those and um i think they shot like three a week you know and it's like he's like i don't know how i'm so tired it's like but yeah three we shoot three a week i can't imagine and then all of a sudden you're just getting to the point where like, all right, well, we aired. What are we working on next year's show? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Sure. You know, I, 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 the writing, I mean, you know, I mean, shoot one a week and we were talking about being up, you know, wow, they work 24 hours in that show. They work, they shoot one a week. Yeah. And it's like barely this guy shooting three a week. What are the writers? I guess you have to have them written because well, it's sort of that soap opera thing. You're just always shooting yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. I can. Yeah. And you're also starting a little earlier, but I can imagine like that. Say you're like the, like either the showrunner or the writer and they're like, no, we only do one a week. What do you do with the rest of your time? Yeah. <laughs> so we work one day because we were doing three shows. and That's true. Like if you come out of that system into like the traditional yeah. uh, system, you must be like bored. Uh, can, you, uh, can you put a script together? You're like, all right, give me 20 minutes. You're like, wait, what? What? No. Here's no, your season. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to shoot two of these this week, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, that's why they probably look for those kid guys as writers. These guys are fast. Yeah, exactly. Maybe okay, but we'll get this stuff in and out. We're gonna fill Rosenthal yeah, this. There's a <laughs> Phil Rosenthal. He's like, people say, "Wow, he's the best." Show. I don't think he's run anything, you know. No. And it's like he's. It, it doesn't seem like it's something that shouldn't have been already done. Like, oh, he has the whole season beat out. Um, so when you come in, you sort of beat out the rest of the season together flush it out like first day maybe hands out different acts of all the episodes yeah. to different people yeah come back in uh you know a week you know a week you have that episode a week you have that we have that episode so like every week you'd have the whole episode already done he'll work with you you think he's really fast and punching it up so it's like we're we're good you know your characters you know it's he's doing exactly what people are supposed to do in the writer's room yeah. like as opposed to those shows that you get on and you're like, as post, you're like, oh my god, how's it going? Oh, we have a script. Yeah, they've been working. Always, they've always been working that. four months. And they have one script. Yeah, where it's always that. Feels like comes in. All right, guys, here's a here's the whole thing. Here's it on the board. Here's the whole season. I have a couple holes that need to be filled in, but this is what we're going to work on. As opposed to day one. So what should we do? Yeah. And then you're like, let's get lunch. And then four days have passed and you haven't written one thing on the board. Yeah, you know? I know, I know. And I think Phil's probably like, I don't know, but. He's probably like Larry David in that Phil probably just comes from a world where, oh, I, I got to be accountable. I got to be responsible. I got to get this stuff done. Yeah. You know, and I, I can't, I'm not going to dick around in the writer's room. I'm going to make sure everything's done. So, you know, I'm, this is my name out here. Yeah. This is my shot, you know? And so <clears throat> he leads in that way. And it's like, oh, okay. Everything's very organized. Everything's very efficient. Like Larry, when I worked on Curvy Enthusiasm, is still of the mindset that, you know, he knows he has more power than anything but like he doesn't like he's not a guy who likes to wield it yeah um, unless he has to but he also his work ethic is like as if he's a plumber 
or construction. Like he's like, I, I come in every day at the same time. You know, I treat this thing seriously. Uh, if the network needs something, even though they don't request yeah. anything, but if the network needs something by a certain time, I'm going to make sure that they get it on that time because I have to because yeah. of the network as opposed to, well, I'm, we want I'm Larry David. I can, if I just say I want to make another season, you'll make it. And I could pretty much do whatever I want because if someone says, oh, Larry's not, Larry doesn't want to do it today. Network's gonna go. Oh, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Well, when does he? When does he want to do it? I mean, they even gave him a premiere date for Curb, season eight. And he was like, uh, no, I think the fans have been waiting too long, so let's make it earlier. They're like, oh, okay, we'll move some stuff around. So it's like when he when he wants to, and that was a nice thing for him. To yeah. Do, but when he wants to, he willed it. But like he comes in every single day at. You know, a certain time. He leaves at a certain time, which is very reasonable. But if you want him to stay later, like he will, um, I ask him to do some things. Say, oh yeah, sure, I'll 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 focus on that absolutely. And I'm like, no, no, Larry, don't focus, don't focus. I just post super. Yeah, I'm just suggesting, you know, because I didn't expect him to react that way. But he's like, oh yeah, yeah. Like I was, if I were like telling him, this is what you need to do, which I was in charge then so huh. yes i mean I, yeah I, I i should but he's also the man so he's yeah. like the showrunner i mean i can't i can suggest we should probably get adr done yeah. i don't want to do it awesome i'll talk to you later about right. it you exactly <laughs> like he may because he has a lot of adr so he may go ah, do do we really have to do this because he has a lot i get huh. it and nine times out of ten we'll make it work where he if he says that he doesn't yeah you know um if he says that, he'll be like, but I can do it this day or I talk to my assistant. And I'll make sure I get it in. Like he's going to always, he's consummate professional. Like he's going to always be there and do the job. Yeah. You know, he's not the guy who I've, you and I have seen many times. Like, well, we're the showruns. We're going to tell them. my show. Yeah, we're going to tell the network. We don't care. It's us versus them. Like. Which is so weird because you were like basically schmoozing your way just to get your show on in the first place. Yeah. And then once your show gets picked up, pff, yeah, I, I it's, never. It's like I never no, you're going to listen to me now. It's like no, we bought your show, right. you know. And then David treats it, um, or Larry David treats it uh, like a job. It's yeah. like I'm hired to do my show. I'm going to work on my show. Yeah, you know. And you might be. Well, I'm not going to listen to HBO this time. You know, like about something. But he has the right to do that it's just to go on immediately oh my god i can't wait to get my pilot so got my pilot so then all of a sudden pff, you're listening to me now yeah wait what <laughs> yeah I, I never the first time i heard that you know i was a pa and it was just like showrunners are like don't give them this don't give them this oh okay but th- when the network calls and says hey we want this now i don't care who calls you you go through me <sighs> okay because you know it's that delicate balance of we're working for you which is which is number one. Yeah. And then we're working for uh, the network. We're, we got to appease all these yeah. people to get this thing on the air. So when someone like a, a president of comedy development yeah. or whatever says, hey, we want this. You go, well, who am I to defy that person? Of course. Yeah. And then they go, no, don't don't give them that, you know, until until we say. But what about them? We'll deal with them. We'll tell them they're not getting it. And you go. All right. As long as you guys talk. And I'm like. <laughs> All right, all right, cool. Which is which is fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're way, way above me. Yes, please take care of this at your level. But it's like I couldn't understand how people uh, at that level could be like, 
it's my show now and I'm yeah. going to tell the network what to do. Yeah, cuz in my mind I'm like, Wait, didn't you didn't they buy your stuff? Yeah. Didn't you sell They control <clears throat> your money. Yeah, they control the show. Like they own it. Like if they wanted to remove you from it, you're gone. Yeah. Showrunners have been replaced before. Yes, absolutely. So it's like I don't understand how you can do that, but but they do and a lot of them do get away with it. I mean, they have a repu- show becomes a hit, then if you ever back down, you're never getting your footing back. Yeah, at and, the I network. Guess, and I guess maybe that's that's it. They're like they want to make sure that they they walk all over them yeah. at the expense of maybe they go, you're a little too difficult to deal with. We're removing you. Yeah, because even from successful shows, they'll remove you. Yeah, I've been on a few of those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so on your interview uh, that you just had, if you get the job, it's like, hey, we need you this. No, is that what you're yeah. gonna do? Like this, you went to the interview, sort of begging for the job, and then like, you're like, no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, I just talked to the showrunner. The showrunner's like, wait, what? What? what, what <laughs> why are you putting me into this? Oh, uh, they wanted the uh, episode delivered. So I was, no, I don't want it. I don't yeah. want to do it. Hey, do you have a calendar? No, no, I'm not gonna work on that now. Yeah. You'll get it when I feel like you need. Yeah, to Yeah, exactly. It. Wait, we're gonna fire you? No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First cycle. No, I'm not. Okay. I guess that works. I yeah. Just exactly. go in there with enough confidence just to pull exactly. that off. Exactly. Like, we got to get this guy on another show. Get said, this guy. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that, that's the thing, too. Like, uh, last week when we were talking about Dick Executive, where it's like, then you just get promoted. Yeah. I don't like this guy, but I feel like he needs a better position exactly. on the show. You just feel like, that guy's going somewhere. It's yeah, we, like, better, we better keep him and yeah, move him up, exactly. because that's the only way we're going to keep him. No, this calendar. <laughs> no, you're not getting a calendar for me. Budget? <laughs> really? No. You just better watch yourself. Exactly. And leave. <laughs> Tyler Perry, mic drop. I don't know what that means, but I, he's got a military base. So episodes <laughs> will green light. Yeah. But imagine that it's like, hey Tyler, we really, really, really like your show. Cool. Uh, it's a hundred episodes or nothing. Oh, we haven't seen the pilot yet. Yeah, hundred episodes or nothing. Yeah, I hear he's like that. And he shows a photo of his military base. Yeah, I own a military base. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, and to his, to his credit, I mean, he's very like. He has shrewd. something to prove. Yeah. Like, it's not like Tyler Perry, thirty years ago. You're picking up my show for a hundred. We don't know who you are, yeah. and you're not proven. Right. He's proven, so he can go. I want a hundred episodes. It's, and it's just amazing that as many dick showrunners who are out there and creators of television, Tyler Perry cracked like what every single one except for Larry David, every single one of them once which is like how do i get a hundred episodes of this television who do i have to screw to get you know a hundred episodes in the syndication yeah like how can i bend over backwards and do it you know the ones who are trying yeah you know and tyler perry's like how do i get a hundred episodes right off the bat yeah I mean, I have an okay idea for a pilot. I don't know if it's 100 episodes yeah, yeah. worth of anything, but it's like, I want but, 100. But I'm not a creator. I'm a machine. Like, yeah. This is, you know, if I if I had my own studio, if I had my own this and my own that, then I could do this. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to put that as my goal. I'm going to set out to do that. And so now I'm in control when I go to these networks and say, I got it all ready. Yeah. You know? And here you go. And they don't have to worry about it. And you go, genius. Yeah. Yeah, that thing of, I want a hundred. You'll have the pilot next week, okay? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or pilots like all of a sudden like on your uh, picks account. Bing. Mm. Tyler Perry pilot. Oh, 
Oh, okay. we haven't bought that. Yeah, I pre-shot it knowing uh, you were there. Exactly. It's like, oh, I knew. You're like, oh, we have to buy it now. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, they pull some move. Look, if you can present us to the pilot in a reasonable amount of time, we'll take you up on offer. Hits his button, yeah. ding. Oh, well played, Tyler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, there's gonna be something. Like, I'm gonna stand up to him. He starts standing up, Tyler. So I want 200 episodes now. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Every time you say no, I add. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like holding hostage, extortion. Oh. All right. Well, I think uh, I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, a lot about Larry the Larry the Laugh Guy. Larry the Laugh Guy from Larry the Laugh Guy to Larry David, which somehow will get sued. Yeah. Uh, Larry the Laugh Guy suing you guys. Oh yeah. man. Oh. <laughs> More money for him. Exactly. First Palisades house. All right. This is Robert. This is John. Have a good one. Yep. Yeah.